Satellite Sisters and Misters, in today's show, uh, Leon, you talk about what you called your peak 2020 moment, sort of a revelation that you had. But it turns out we didn't really have our peak 2020 moment until after we finished the show, because that's when the computer crashed and we lost the main recording. So that's, that's pretty right. much the peak 2020. You know, the last time that happened to us was 12 years ago, and I have felt bad about it for 12 years. So <laughs> I'm not going to name the guest that we never put on Satellite Sisters. I remember that, that so much. Remain a mystery, and it's also ironic, but that's okay. Uh, so here's what you're going to hear. Julie miraculously had a backup recording uh, on her 800-year-old computer. <laughs> she said it huffed and it puffed and it spit it out and it sent the recording to Sergio. We want to thank Sergio for working on it and making it feel great. We want to thank our guest, Real Simple Editor, Brandy Broxton, for being such a good sport about all of this. Um, but we think the show is great, so we're running it and we hope it's great for you. Peak <laughs> 2020, people. Let's go. <laughs> You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan. I'm in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and producer, and uh, I did it. I went with colored lights on my Christmas tree. Oh, it's a it's ooh, a for us. It. So it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Liz, what's happening there? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Here in Santa Monica, life is okay. Just me and the hoop man hunkered down, uh, getting some work done. And uh, I got my, I got a little mini Christmas tree, a little live tabletop tree from Harry and David's that came pre-litly and just the nice little white lights. So I went with that. Excellent. Jewel? Hi, everybody. I'm Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And believe it or not, I'm going with a faux uh, tree this year from Target. <gasps> I'm really excited. Oh about, I'm really excited about it. I have a complicated Christmas plan. Didn't know where to have the tree, whatever. So, but I wanted that cheer in my house. So uh, I went, went over to Target and got myself a cute little uh, Norfolk pine and it's doing the trick. Yeah. With white with lights. <laughs> okay. All right. I have to say those artificial trees are looking better and better. Yes. So uh, yes, I, I'm, I, I'm giving you a hall pass. I, I approve. I approve that. Mm-hmm. Uh, today on the show, we're actually talking about gift giving. Julie, this is something you wanted to talk about. So what's happening? Who are well, we having on to talk about gift giving? We're having Real Simple Magazine senior editor Brandy Broxton is going to be on this show. And she's going to talk to us about gift giving themes. Are you stuck? Are you not feeling inspired this year? Are you in a slump? Well, we're going to perk you up, okay? And we're going to talk about ways to bring new joy to the holiday season. Okay, I'm going to talk about ways to bring some e-charisma to your (laughs) your Zoom calls, or as I like to call it, e-charisma, because (laughs) I feel like it's a whole new thing for 2020 is do you have e-charisma? And so we're going to be talking about that. And then Liz, you're bringing in sort of an unusual business story that really kind of spoke to you. Well, it's a very sad story. You may have seen the headlines last week when Tony Shea, who was the founder of Zappos, he died. But when you get into the details of what his story is, I think there's something we can all learn from this particular story right now. So that's why I thought it would be worth talking about. Great. All right. It's a full show. It's a full show on Satellite Sisters. As always, we're bringing that to you. Um, But sisters, I have to tell you about a moment on Saturday when I realized after it happened that... I had achieved peak 2020. Okay. Okay. I don't even know what that means. That doesn't sound good. No. Is that good or bad? All right. You know what? It's just 2020, Julie. I don't know what the answer to that is. Good or bad. You know, so... Uh, so I went out with my husband all day 
uh, to help him with his work. Now, my husband is in commercial real estate appraisal and has been in commercial real estate appraisal for 30 plus years. And some of that is very glamorous, big million dollar, zillion dollar, literally billion dollar properties uh, on Wilshire Boulevard. And some of it is less than glamorous, but he still has to go look at all the subject properties and all the comps. And they've been very busy in their office. So he's been, you know, doing this on the weekend when we'll drive around Los Angeles uh, for nine hours and look at 60 different properties, right? Well, that sounds, it sounds great. Quite, uh, sounds great. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane, and I though, go because you're in your car. It's okay. not, you know, it is safe you're in your car, but my husband is like backing up down, the wrong way down street, so things <laughs> like that, you know. So I go as the navigator, Julie. That's literally why I go, so I can type in the addresses, and it's almost like a rally car situation where I'm spitting out information to him as he's like driving around and taking photos. Someone else has already inspected the property. I just want to be clear. He just wants to see like literally every property that goes out the door at his shop. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it's Saturday, things are all shut down in Los Angeles. We have some confusing, uh, regulations here, but outdoor dining is shut down. And many times when we go on these, like the highlight of the day for me is lunch. He's pretty good <laughs> at like finding, finding like a nice place for lunch that has been challenging in 2020, but we have managed like the week before we just happened to be on the beach in Hermosa beach, having a lovely deli lunch. Now we couldn't sit anywhere cause everything was shot, but we could stand on the beach and eat our sandwiches. And that was fine. <laughs> this week, That's the spirit. We can just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, though, his property types were 99 cent stores and KFCs. OK, so, you know, we're not on the beach in Hermosa. I just tell you with that with that operation. So we're in the valley looking at a few things and we end up having lunch at a Bob's Big Boy. OK, so iconic California hamburger joint and very good, I might add. Uh, but we can't eat in the restaurant and there are no tables outside the restaurant and we're in a strip mall in front of a Lowe's and a Target. And so I found myself on Saturday like tailgating in the back of our <laughs> station wagon, like in the middle of a parking lot. And, <laughs> and this is true. I looked at my husband. I said, this is kind of nice. <laughs> Silver lining. Good for and you. I meant man. it. I was like, "Wow, my expectations have really dropped." Like, this is it. I'm eating a turkey burger in the back of my car in a strip mall parking lot in the San Fernando Valley. Good this time, is nice. Good yeah, time. this is nice. <laughs> finding, finding some joy in it. I, yeah. I think I'm proud of you, Leanne. I'm That's proud good. of you. That's what I mean. Peak. Peak 2020. There, there you go. Just lower your expectations. Some real personal growth. Thank you. It's, it's funny because on Saturday, I also had a little bit of a revelation. Um, there's been so much self-learning during the current unpleasantness, hasn't there? Mm -hmm. And Saturday, I'll explain what I was doing in a second, but all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment that like, oh my God, I have acquired a lifestyle. And I just think, I don't think I ever had a real lifestyle before. I think I only ever had a work style, you know, so pretty much everything about my life was shaped around my, my work, how I did my work. I always had a lot of travel. I would be, my, my home was, you know, a very nice place, but more like a very large hotel room inside. Uh, let's just say I was not personally invested in a lot of the lifestyle accoutrement that uh, most people would have if they have an actual lifestyle. So Saturday night, I'm in my kitchen. You know, at the beginning of this whole thing, um, I signed up for a, uh, a vegetable box that comes once a week from Imperfect Foods. Because remember, the food supply looked super shaky there for a while. But I got this week I got an oversupply of carrots. And so I'm thinking, like, what am I going to do with, like, a pound of carrots? I can't, I don't even like carrots that much. And then, and then, <laughs> that's, that's then, like a good then I thought, I, got you I actually, up for Liz. yeah. I actually said this out loud, I think, Julie. I said, oh, I could pickle them. And that's, so I ended up buying some mason jars. 
looking up recipes for how to pickle carrots and spending my Saturday night pickling carrots. Okay. Oh my gosh, that that's unbelievable, Liz. I mean, that is a hundred and eighty degree <laughs> de- <laughs> turnaround. I don't, is there more? Can we say a there's more than sixty? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how many degrees that is. You've turned your world upside down, Liz. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Julie. Sometimes I'm sitting here in my living room thinking, huh. Maybe I need a colorful accent wall, which is, again, just not something that I would have spent any time thinking about. And I also, you know, I think I mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago. I bought a little planter. So I now have herbs growing on my little terrace. And uh, so I realized, you know, and I know we're going to have a guest from Real Simple here later in the show, but I realized that all these things they write about in all these magazines that I always thought, who would ever bother to do that? You know, like, why would you just make more work for yourself? Or just go. It's so fabulous. Like homemaking, right? You're homemaking, yes. Okay. And even, even hobbies, Julie. I thought hobbies in general just seem like giant time wasters. That it's just, it's what people do to, like, waste their time, to use up extra time. And I didn't feel like I had a lot of extra time. Anyway, now I've got loads of extra time, so I'm I'm being very inventive in how I'm wasting. As a matter of fact, when I was in the Real Real Simple site this morning, they actually had an article called Jarcuterie, and it was basically just like meat stuffed in little jars. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's cute. <laughs> you can make some holiday gifts, Liz. I can see it coming. I, I could. What, what are anyway. you going to get for Christmas this year, Leanne? Like homemade fudge? <laughs> I, I can't wait. I mean, I don't, I'm excited yeah. and, and a little concerned because I know pickling involves sterilization. So, <laughs> well, he, here's my concern and we will not know the answer to this until it unfolds. But like once real life comes back, what am I going to do with all these plants? And pick? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not like I'm staying home forever. So anyway, uh, lifestyle, it's a thing I can, it's a thing that I, I I'm temporarily embracing. It was it was a bit of a revelation to me. Well, Liz, sure. we're proud of you. In a, in a, in a, in a, it's in a weird way. Is that possible? <laughs> well, listen. Thank I, you, Jill. I think you'll enjoy this next article that I wanted to talk about because it's by a top designer, a fine artist named Josh Young. I don't know who he is, but the article was five decorating goofs to avoid during the holiday season, right? Okay, so doesn't that grab your attention now, right? Yeah. You don't want to do that because this is especially important this year to create the right holiday environment, okay? I'm all in. Okay, so what is it, Josh? First thing Josh says is the knick-knack attack. He says, stay away from knick-knacks. Uh-huh. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Josh. Uh, he says, that just leads to reckless festooning. Say that again. <laughs> reckless festooning. Well, I, I have to take exception with Josh because I think I really want to, want to see the angels and the bells and the Santas and the polar bears and the snow globes and the nutcrackers, the nativity scenes, the menorahs and the dreidels. I mean, we yeah. save them up all year long, right? They're sitting in those big tubs in our basements, in our attics, in our closets. This is the time. This is the moment for knickknacks, right? It is. If yes. there's ever a year for reckless festooning, it's 2020, Joel. I know. I <laughs> know. nailed it. I, I agree. Mean, it's a lifestyle, reckless festooning. I get, sure. get out every single one of those knickknacks you had because it's going to remind you of a, you know, a better Christmas, a better holiday season. Okay? Get them out. Second thing Josh says is ill-fitting Tannenbaums. Now, who among us hasn't either overestimated or under, underestimated what a six-foot tree is. Like, will that fit in my house? Will that not fit in my house? Liz and Leon, do you remember what, this is one of my fondest Christmas memories, is do you remember that square Christmas tree we had one year? I don't know, my mother, our mother bought a 20-foot Christmas tree, and then our brothers were in charge of trimming it, and they just essentially (laughs) cut off the top half of the tree to make it fit in that. that. Do you remember that? I mean, who among us hasn't done that? And there's a certain <laughs> amount of charm, don't you think, in an ill-fitting Christmas tree? No? Yes. Yeah. I yes. do. 100%. Yeah. I think that's what, you know, we, we don't, 
All right, Josh is against faux greenery as well. Now, okay, that here's the thing. Not all of yeah. us live in the woods, okay? We don't, right. we don't. And if you live in the, the South or the, or the Southwest, you know, greenery equals needles, dry needles all over the place. I mean, because right. the trees are coming from Oregon or they're coming from Vermont. And look at a map. It's a long way to Texas, right? <laughs> it, right? So right. I say yeah. faux is the way to go. All right? That's yes. my new That's my yeah. new motto. For wow, the Julie, you're bringing it. Yeah. Okay. You okay. are taking it to Josh, whoever Josh is. Jo I, I know. Josh I just, is a little bit of a killjoy. I, yeah. I really do Come think on, he's... Okay, well, wait till you hear point three. Overcompensating for kids. Josh is against it. He, uh, and I have to say, Josh, have you not heard of Santa Claus? Right. What, what does that even mean? Like you're not, you're supposed to pretend children don't exist? Exactly. He doesn't want to see those trees, you know, where, or where you have put a gate around the tree for the two-year-old so the two-year-old doesn't pull it around down. He doesn't want to see plastic ornaments. He doesn't want to see the lower half of the tree not decorated. Uh, again, so that the kids don't, uh, the kids and the pets don't eat the um, the ornaments. Josh, 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 <laughs> Josh. <laughs> this is Josh's year then, because he can just spend Christmas alone in his <laughs> perfectly decorated house with his perfectly decorated Dan and Bob. I, I, I mean, I just I don't even understand that. And no. his last point, okay, about this is a goof, okay. He said, please try not to use so much red, gold, and green. Okay? Okay. Now, yeah. I am yes. pretty sure that red and green and a touch of gold are pretty much all the, that is, that is the color palette that you're supposed to work with with the holiday season, right? Yeah. You, yes. If you like it or white or silver, there are, there are a lot of color palettes people use now for Christmas, but a lot of people have even heritage or Christmas decorations as I have, they're all red and green. That's what they are. They're red and green. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he just feels like you shouldn't pledge your allegiance to these classic color schemes. Why not, Josh? Why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. If you want to, you should. If you don't want to, okay, go for it. Reckless is the key word here. Be as reckless as you want to be. Okay. So you see, we just, we have to, we have to, we have to be reckless to speak out. So get those knickknacks out. <laughs> Put up some more foam boughs around the house, okay? I want I want to see more red, more green, more gold, okay? I want you to do all of these things, and put a gate around that Christmas tree so the two-year-old doesn't pull it down, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've ever had a dog knock over your tree and you've lost half of your classic ornaments, thank you very much, Mia. Uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna keep the dog away from the tree in yeah, any way yeah. you can. It's okay. a shame when they actually knock the tree down, and it's very messy. Um, I have to say that we are making use of those blue lights Barrett put up in October. They're working for us outside as Christmas lights. And that's, that's, northern, the, that's the northern light palette. The okay. northern light palette. Okay. Out there. That's it's part of it. So uh, just more reckless festooning, please. <laughs> Julie, I love it. Liz, get on this. Add this to your yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I think, your... I think Josh might have a work style, but not a lifestyle <laughs> issue. That, that's what I'm thinking, listening to Josh's thought process. But okay. All right, we are going to stop and thank a few sponsors for supporting Satellite Sisters and a special thanks to all the Satellite Sisters and Misters who support our sponsors. It's really an important part of how the show even works here. So thanks to all. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. 
Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your butcher box on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, sisters, you know that last week we announced that our theme for December for our final shows of 2020 is Perk It Up, right? And we were thinking about who could we bring to the show or what could we talk about that would really perk us all up. And so naturally you can't help but think of the Hallmark Channel. So I just want to let everyone know that next week, Wanya Lucas, who is the CEO of the Hallmark Channel, she just took over there this summer, she's going to be joining us on the show, and we're just going to talk about Hallmark holiday movies and all the wonderful perk it up things that Hallmark does for us. Don't you think that's going to be fun, sisters? I am so psyched, Liz. I can't wait. And I look forward to my research assignment this week, which is just to watch Hallmark movies. (laughs) I mean, because they do. They cheer you up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and Liz, she's also had a really interesting career, and she's an African American woman in that role, so that's pretty important too. So we look yeah. forward. I look forward to you talking to her about her career too. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah. sure we're gonna do the sleigh the sleigh rides and the insane amounts of hot chocolate they drink at those movies. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. I wish they would do a supercut of just all the time someone says, "Would you like hot chocolate? Would you like hot chocolate? Would you go for hot chocolate?" That's my dream. But I'm also interested in you talking to her career. Uh, Also on the show next week, it's our last show of 2020. So we're going to be, well, I don't know what we're going to be doing. (laughs) We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. up. And give you some entertainment recommendations and maybe a few closing words for 2020. So that's next week on Satellite Sisters. Oh, my God. That's a lot of pressure. Okay. Closing words. Yikes. Did we agree to that? I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Did I miss a meeting or something? Okay. But but first, you know, despite the perk it up goal, I did want to talk a little bit about a sad news story the past week that I mentioned at the top of the show. I'm sure that most of you have read about the death of Tony Shea. Tony was the founder of Zappos. He was just really well known as this huge character. Um, But he also was the author of the book, Delivering Happiness, A Path to Profits, Passion, and Purpose. So do you guys remember when Zappos hit the scene? Just what a like cultural moment that was? It was amazing that you could get shoes so fast to your house, (laughs) right? You like clicked on it and like then the doorbell rang. It's like, oh, here's your pair of shoes. Oh, not the right size? We'll take them away and we'll bring you another one the same day. It was like this insane service, right? Yes. And he was this brilliant entrepreneur and kind of a visionary, like super generous to his employees. And it was all about happiness and, you know, being nice to people on the phone. Well, sadly, last week he died in a house fire in New London, Connecticut, and slowly weird circumstances about it are coming out. So both Forbes and the Wall Street Journal, and I know there are a bunch of others, um, they printed some of the details about his life in the past year, especially during the pandemic. And it's just it's just a super sad sort of cautionary tale for all of us, even if we aren't rich and famous billionaires, because, you know, it turns out that despite being an expert on happiness, he had also always been dealing with issues of mental health and addiction. And these took a real turn for the worse during COVID because he was a man of nonstop action and he wasn't getting it. So I know you guys have read some of the details, mm-hmm. but one one of the things they've figured out that like this summer he pitched a bunch of friends. He was obviously struggling and he pitched a bunch of friends to move with him to Park City. And he said he would pay them twice the highest salary they ever made if they would just come live with him and be happy. And then instead, this scene just sort of spun out of control. It was an art scene, party scene. And uh, one of the things they have in the Forbes story, which is so heartbreaking, is that one of his close friends he invited to come visit was Jewel, you know, the singer. 
Right. Mm -hmm. she, she came and after one day she left and she wrote him a letter that the magazine has. And she said to him, I'm going to be blunt. I need to tell you, I don't think you are well and in your right mind. You are taking too many drugs. The people you are surrounding yourself with are either ignorant or willing to be complicit in you killing yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and she, she like FedExed that to him because he had taken himself off all social media and email. And she also said to him, so when you look around and realize that every single person around you is on your payroll, then you are in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, so his friends and family, Julie, you saw the Wall Street Journal I did, story, and right? I did, and it was that, you know, his previous friends or, you know, true friends, they always provided some kind of bumper for him. You know, like yeah. they would say no to him. They would say, yeah. no, that's not right. Hey, let's not do that. And that what changed since uh, the pandemic is he surrounded himself with people that all, they just said yes to everything. Right, everything. right. And, and that's a hard thing for a friend to do, is to yeah. say no to another friend, to speak the truth to another friend. But that's, you know, that's yeah. a real sign of friendship. So that's so, I know. So I guess, yeah. I guess so they, so they tried a few interventions that didn't work, but then they finally got him out of there. And that's why he was in this house in London. It sounds like, he was headed to rehab right. with some people like who had, you know, sprung him from the other situation. But the other people, when the house fire broke out, the other people escaped. But Tony did not because he was locked in a storage area in the house. Yeah. And they don't know if that was intentional or by accident. None of the sources that I read have said that. But so whatever was going on for him was obviously just awful. And it's a tragedy, not just because he was a rich and famous guy who has lost his grip, but I think I think there are others who are out there who are not rich and famous who may be losing their grips right now. And when we get distant from our friends, it's just harder for people to, like, you know, keep their even keel. Right. So it just made me think so much about how important it is right now to reach out to each other, right? Exactly. Just, it is. Exactly. Uh, you know, like whatever it is, a text, an email, pick up the phone. Um, you know, the, it, it's particularly difficult at the holiday time. You know, I yeah. think it's very painful not to be with your loved ones, not to be with your friends. You know, if you're, you know, so that, that is simple and so powerful, you know? Yeah. You know, it also made me think, I mean, he clearly got a lot of his um, self-identity from his work. He clearly loved it. That, you know, his his employees were his family. He didn't believe in hierarchy. And so when he stepped away from Zappos, he lost a lot of that yeah. self-identity. And I've heard 8 million conversations from people who have said, oh, we're never going back to working in an office. This has really changed the way offices are going to run. I think people miss the office. I, I yeah, think too. they miss their coworkers. Mm -hmm. I think this remote working, I mean, he was sort of an extreme version of it, but yeah. for people who are struggling, like continuing day to day to do your job without physically being able to interact with the fun people in your office and your friends at the office and getting direct feedback from your boss. I think that just weighs on you every single mm -hmm. day. I think people will be happy to go back to an office most people you know yeah. i mean commutes are bad but interaction is really key to Human keeping people doing man. it yeah, yeah keeping people yeah. working and i i think this idea I, I i don't see a lot of articles about just people missing work yeah <laughs> you know i mean because people who are working I, yeah i think i'm not the only one that had had a work style you know yeah Where, it just, it was a lot of your social interaction. It's how you moved around in the world. It was your identity. And so to lose that, whether you're someone like as grand as him, a billionaire type, or just the average person that like going to work and having another set of friends with a different set of, set of things that make you laugh and that you have fun doing. I think that is a super important just balance in your life, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so. So thinking about reaching out to people right now over the holidays, of course, and especially if you have friends that you know have mental health or substance abuse issues, but also the flip side, if that's you, if you are really struggling, reach out to your friends, yeah. you know, they don't, 
know. And it's just been such a hard time for us to really get that because we're not getting that visual feedback. If we see someone or hang out with them, like what's up with them, you know, reach out to your people. There is, we've always said there's nothing more important than the sense of connection, but especially now. Okay. Thanks, Liz. Um, all right. This is a little bit of a turn, but uh, speaking of reaching out, the Wall Street Journal had a piece this week on e-charisma. Okay. My friend, my friend Kara sent it to me because we were getting a, having a Zoom call with my college friends. And she was like, I hope everyone brings their e-charisma charisma. And I was like, what is he charisma? What is that? Uh, so it, it's by, uh, the author is Ray Smith of the article. And, um, he quotes a professor, Lee Thompson, a professor of management and organizations at the Kellogg school who says e-charisma involves a completely different set of skills and attributes than p-charisma. And that would be physical in-person charisma. <laughs> okay. 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 So e-charisma versus p-charisma. So p-charisma Charismatic people don't have to say much, right? They don't, they could just walk in a room and they're glad handing people and they're, you know, making a few jokes. They're moving gracefully. They can impress you with their, the way they dress or their hair or just their physical maneuvers. But no, you don't have any of that for e-charisma. So you really got to work it. All right. And here are some tips. And I, I have done a lot of e-events where mm -hmm. I'm the only one talking and I have found that I have to prepare for them in the same way that I would prepare for a live speech. Like I, I do the same prep work ahead of time. I, and then I put all this energy out into the universe through my microphone and then afterwards I'm exhausted. So I kind mm -hmm. of get the concept of e-charisma. Okay. First of all, uh, have a good video, have a good background. Make sure you're in the middle of the screen. You want to be close enough where there's just a little space between the top of your head and the top of the frame. You just want to take up the frame of your Zoom call in a way that's natural and but also commanding and make sure you're well lit. Okay, well lit. with a desk lamp or rim light, you want to light your face, not the background, light your face so your image looks brighter. Okay, that's step one. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Now, video meetings, whether you're the host or participant, you want to use nonverbal energy, ladies, okay? So you want to do a lot of nodding, okay? Nodding, you want to okay. nod. You're nodding. Oh, you're smiling. How about I hand found gestures? myself pointing we, now. When we, people do, say things. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Julie. Hand gestures. Are those good? Thumbs up? Yes. Pointing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. So avoid the negative resting face. And you can see people, they just start to slouch and mm -hmm. like back <laughs> off the, oh, yeah. That, according to this article, is a telltale sign of weak charisma. Ooh, that's, oh, ooh, no one needs that. that. Okay, so nodding, smiling, pointing, engaging. All right, use your voice, okay? So the guy whose voice booms in person, you're not going to sound as commanding on a video or mobile phone call because of bad Wi-Fi connection, distortion, you're sitting too far away. You're just, as I say, screaming into the microphone in your laptop, which is no good. That's no yeah. good. Right. So I actually use a mic on all of my Zoom calls, regardless. It saves my voice and it's a better quality. So oh. you could buy a cheap mic on uh, Amazon for 49 bucks. If you're doing a lot of Zoom work, get a plug and play mic. It makes you sound a thousand times better. Icarisma. Okay, <laughs> here you go. You want to make eye contact. Okay, mm, this yes. seems insane. But they said, just look at one or two people in the eye when you're talking, like on your Zoom call. It's an illusion of intimacy and helps you appear to be a good listener. Okay. Even if you're also checking your text messages, you just want to make eye contact because that is a mark of icarisma. Okay. okay. And then here's an important one. Make space for others. Okay. So when you're in person... You can kind of gesture to someone to go ahead and, oh, it's your turn to talk. Or, you know, you you talk in shorter sentences. You see people nodding. You acknowledge them. But it's harder to do in a Zoom call. So mm -hmm. I have noticed that people, it's like they're on autopilot. They just keep talking in a monotone voice. And they're just going to get through the presentation if it kills them. Have you seen people like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want you to use that phrase, Cheryl. I, I can see you want to make a comment about this. Please go ahead. Okay. So, um, whoa, Leanne, so, you have so much charisma when you say I, that. <laughs> oh, oh, it's giving me chills. So just call, just call on people instead of waiting for them to 
type something into the chat box? Is yes. that what you're suggesting? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Speaking for short bursts of time instead of just going on and on. I sat through an hour-long presentation last week about a topic I was interested in. And by minute three, I was like, cleaning my office. I turned off the video. I'm like, fine. I'm just, this person has no ikarisma. Uh, okay. And then you want to watch your words and tone. Okay. So the Ooh. decline of in-person meetings has also increased the importance of emails, texts, and social media. Right. So sure. let's face it. Like, Tone gets really messed up in those written communications mm -hmm. or you could, you know, or on Zoom if it's awkward. So you just want to make the tone conversational and personalize as much as possible. So people tend to perk up when you talk about them, says yeah. Vanessa Bones. She's a professor of organizational behavior at Cornell, and she has studied charisma in emails versus face-to-face -face interactions. Wow, Vanessa. That is a subspecialty. Uh, so keep your tone upbeat. And then, again, acknowledge people. Julie, do you have any thoughts on this topic? Well, uh -huh. I didn't think you were going to come to me, Lynn. I'm really, I feel, thank you. I'm just thank trying you to for including it. me in this conversation. Yes. Yes, Lynn. Okay. okay. Liz, what are your thoughts on this, Liz? <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was holding my laundry. What? Could you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Leanne, it's really true because uh, it is so awkward on Zoom calls when you, you know, when you have a lot of people, you know, but you don't want to like interrupt people. So it is nice to acknowledge other people to share, to share the communication. I, I like that. And people are yeah. looking for someone to be the leader on that. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To set the tone, to set the tone. I, I, yeah, I, the ones I've been on that are purely work, it seems that people are just rushing to get through the material as quickly as possible and like not wanting to look up and, you know, we've all know, do you mute? Can, how do you share the screen? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, engage. Yeah. Look at yeah. people do it. Icarisma. Okay. Thank you, Kara, for sending that. I found that a very helpful article. Uh, all right, Liz, speaking of Icarisma, um, we have an incredible event happening this week Ooh. that is you're the mastermind of this event. So, we, I mean, it yep. just, it sprung organically from the work you've been doing at Cooking with Liz. So tell yeah. us about the yeah. cocktail party happening. Because <laughs> I just don't have a lifestyle, Lee, and I already have a lifestyle brand, and it's called Cooking with Liz. So... When I when I wrapped up cooking with Liz the holiday season last weekend, I thought, well, you know, I wrapped a mini season. I need a wrap party because that's the way we do it in the biz, in the entertainment biz, right? So, so this Saturday, so Saturday, four p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to be cooking with Liz. Will be live in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group with a mixologist who is going to teach me how to make a signature cocktail. Uh -huh. And that that mixologist uh, is your son, Colin, Leon. Yes. yes, yes, he's excited. He's working hard on his, on his prep. Yeah. Yes. So Colin has, he wanted to invent a drink. He said, Liz, let me make something special for you and for this season. So he's, he's invented a drink called the five sisters oh i love so that that's nice that's very nice that's nice and it's an adaptation of a drink he saw in savoir magazine but uh he's going to teach me how to make it i am going to post the recipe in the satellite sisters facebook group so everyone can go you want to buy the ingredients you want to make it along at home uh it'll just be he and i on the screen but you can be live in the comments making your own drinks there is one kind of designer element some kind of applejack thing in there i think Liam has he already tested this on you i've had it yeah it's very good i mean he he can tell you the story of um, of the drink. So I yeah. won't do that. Yeah. Uh, but okay. we have been testing out a few drinks and yeah, it's, it's delicious. So it has, does have a couple of liquors in it that you might not have at your disposal right. and you would need to pre-buy. So yeah. yes, you're going to put it in the Facebook group. Um, also I'm going to put it in pep talk, the newsletter this week, uh, yeah. that goes out on Friday. We'll put that drink recipe in there as well. Um, and it goes yeah. in a little, uh, I was delighted that he picked something that goes in a little like champagne coupe glass. So mm. 
there's an excuse to acquire one or two more things. You get you know. on the blower loose and... Uh, if you, yeah, and, if you and need you to get Crate and Barrel on the blower for a champagne coupe or two. Now, also, we wanted to provide a mocktail for the party. So I picked that one. And the mocktail I will be making on my end is called a Paloma Fizz. And I sort of, I sort of early in uh, the pandemic... I sort of got hooked on the Paloma as a new cocktail. So then I did need to figure out like a mocktail version of it. Super delicious, grapefruity drink. Um, but this one, the Paloma Fizz, the recipe I have, comes with a savory sprig of rosemary in it, sisters. Mm. So, you know, that just seemed like something that cooking with Liz could manage. So all these things are going to be uh, in the Facebook group, which means, by the way, if you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you should join right now because you have to answer the questions and then we'll let you in. If you want to be in on the party Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. Pacific, um, make sure you're a member. Now, one more thing related to this. This is the assignment for the sisterhood and misterhood. Um, as our entertainment during the show, before the cocktail making, or after the cocktail making, um, we want to share some of your words to each other. So I'm going to create a separate thread in the group that is just called Post Your Toast. Okay, you got that? Post Your Toast. So on, in that thread, I want you to post any message for your sisters and misters who you want to be toasting this year, whether you are with them face-to-face -face or not, because chances are you're not. So I'm sure we all have special things we want to say to kind of wrap up the year. And so in Post Your Toast, I want you to share whatever you want to share, and we will just create that sense of connection that we're always all about here on Satellite Sisters. So stay tuned for that in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Okay, there you go. I love oh, the idea. Liz, that sounds, that's a nice idea. Very, it toast. really is very festive and it will perk us up. And I look forward to reading some of those toasts. That's, a, that's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 Because even if you can't be at the, you know, at the live event, I get it. Some people, I thought people aren't going out to, to Christmas parties this year. So 4 p.m. would be okay. But say, say you are busy, you can still go read all the toasts. And I just know that'll perk everyone up. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. But people should feel free to wear cocktail attire and oh, yes. Uh, yes. make their bring their own cocktail snacks, don't you think, Liz, to the cocktail party? <laughs> yes, but that's why I made the pickled carrots because okay. I thought that's that's the purpose perfect little sophisticated cocktail snack. Like, yes, you can be in your cocktail attire. We're not all gonna be on the Zoom screen, right? You're gonna just be home typing. But I would like to know if you if you are wearing cocktail attire. Please, by all means, perk it up. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, you could always take a selfie and then post it in the um in the, oh, that's uh, a good in idea. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, you can make it a happening, Liz. Also, just a reminder, um, all of this information will also be in Pep Talk. That's our weekly e-newsletter. So if you have not subscribed to Pep Talk, we would love to have you do that. You can just go to SatelliteSisters.com and uh, a box will pop up right away within three seconds and put in your, e uh, your email address. And every Friday morning, you'll get a little Pep Talk. And this week's is all, um, it is all cocktail related. And then we're and we're also going to have um, some cookbook and some drink book recommendations Ooh. for gift giving. Uh, and not all the drink book, Liz, you have one that's a non-alcoholic yeah. drink. And yeah. I have a couple of new cookbooks I wanted to recommend to people, books that I've been um, cooking from over the last couple of weeks. So that's all going to be in this week's pep talk. But you have to subscribe to that. Go to SatelliteSisters.com. All right. That's exciting, Liz. Look at you. And yes. next year, if you're still working on Satellite Sisters, <laughs> if the Food Network doesn't call or I don't know, HGTV. maybe next week you could. You yeah. should pitch the CEO of the Hallmark Channel, Liz. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's an opportunity for you there. Maybe. I mean, yeah, Le maybe. Leanne, can't you see it? Liz Dolan, Dream Home. It will be the big HGTV <laughs> raffle. <laughs> Proud of you, Liz. Okay. We would like to thank a couple of sponsors for supporting Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. 
But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Well, we're back, and we are excited to have Brandy Broxon, who is a senior editor at Real Simple. She specializes in lifestyle, personal finance, career, product testing, and more. That's a lot. She currently resides in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Welcome to Satellite Sisters, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you about one of my favorite things, which is holiday gifting. Ooh, good. Well, we love the article in this month's um, uh, issue of Real Simple Magazine about 15 joyful ways to exchange gifts. Because obviously this year is like no other holiday season. And a lot of us, including me, uh, I know are having a hard time getting into the holiday gift-giving spirit. Can you kind of talk us through why or how having a themed gift-giving gift giving can help? Sure. So I can totally relate to having a hard time getting into the spirit this year. It's been tough being away from family and dealing with so much change. And I think that we're all looking for easy little ways that we can boost the mood and make our life easier. So when planning Real Simple's December issue, we knew that we wanted to simplify gift giving, which let's face it can be so stressful. Yes. So we put together this list of joyful ways to exchange gifts. And the thing about theming your gifting is it can help ease some of the stress because you have a bit of a cheat sheet to refer to. So maybe there's a limit that you're going to spend or a type of gift that you're going to give or a way that you're going to give the gift, having the, having kind of that blueprint makes things a lot easier. I, Brandy, I totally agree with you. Cause I, I just, even though it comes up every year, I still get overwhelmed by it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's just like, you would think I would get better at this, but I'm really not. <laughs> but I loved one of the themes that you mentioned in this article and it was cheers to the new year. Like, okay, that's something that we can all get behind. Can you yes. explain how this could solve my gift giving uh, anxiety and panic? How does that work? Cheers to the new year. Yeah, so this one is really fun and kind of optimistic as we head into the new year. And what you do is you think about a beverage that will make your loved one smile when they raise up that glass uh, when the new year is, is ringing in. So you let that be your guiding light. So maybe it's your cousin who really likes craft beer or IPAs and you get them some of those. Or maybe you get your grandpa some fancy teas and a new mug. Personally, my fiance has gotten really into ginger beer this year. So I'm thinking about getting him some special ones that he might not find at the grocery store. And I love this idea because you can give them these drinks for Christmas or for the holidays. And then maybe you all come together on New Year's Eve and share a cheers over Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like it. Yeah. See, yeah. doesn't that, that, isn't that, that is just 
it's positive, it's you know, hopeful, it's forward thinking. Uh, and it seems pretty much like one-stop shopping too. <laughs> like you can go to one store and get it all done, yeah. Brandy, right? Yeah. Exactly. And you really can't go wrong with a what I call a consumable gift. So a drink or a food item. Um, it's always going to be well received. And it's kind of nice because it's a gift that you give that's not going to maybe take up room in someone's home, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, uh, all of our sisters, we're from a big family and we all wore matching clothes and matching pajamas during, you know, our whole lives. Okay. So maybe we don't love this, but I know a lot of families, they've been together, they've, you know, been quarantined together. But could you walk us through the family jam theme? Because I thought this was a new, this was like a way to bring some fun uh, to, you know, a holiday tradition of wearing pajamas, wearing holiday pajamas. Sure. So this one, as you said, it centers on pajamas, uh, which I think are so nice and cozy uh, at the holidays. And um, this is another tradition kind of that I started uh, in my family um, a couple years ago. And basically what happens is you and your spouse, you and your partner, even you and a family member uh, exchange a set of comfy pajamas on Christmas Eve or before Christmas during Hanukkah. Uh, but the only rule is that they can't be the boring pajamas that that person would buy themselves. So last year, uh, I'm, I'm laughing because I still have the pajamas. Uh, last year, my uh, fiance Francisco bought me this really wonderful set, which had iguanas on it. It had bunnies and puppies, and they were wearing Christmas pajamas themselves. So I think the rule is go as whimsical as you can, have some fun with it. Uh, and it can also be a family tradition. Maybe you get matching sets for you and your partner and the kids. Uh, and it's just kind of a way to level up, you know, that that idea of giving pajamas at the holidays. Yeah, I like that. Now, you know, we're here at Satellite Sisters and we, we had a, a, one of our Satellite Sister listeners, Danette, uh, posted on our Facebook group that she has a sister, a 55-year-old sister who loves gifts, who loves makeup. Do you have some good ideas for gifts that are good for girlfriends or one that might be good for Danette? Yes. Yeah. I love this question. I feel like we all have a makeup lover who we're probably gifting this year. And our beauty team at Real Simple, they test just about every type of product imaginable. And in our gift guide, which is in the December issue, they recommended this really great set from Clinique and it's 20 Chubbettes. And the chubby stick, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the chubby yeah. stick from Clinique there are those moisturizing tinted lip balms, which yes. I think anyone would be delighted by. Um, but I also have kind of another clever idea. And that's the idea of gifting a matte lipstick. And maybe you're wondering, like, Ooh, why a matte I, lipstick? I know. Well, this seems, we're, I, we're right. all wearing masks, right? And sometimes there's that transfer of makeup to a mask. So maybe another idea is to gift that person a great matte lipstick that won't come off under her mask. Oh, wow. we didn't know okay, that. Okay, I like it. I thought that was just, you know, sort of a Brooklyn thing to wear matte lipstick. You know, I've been to Brooklyn a lot. Uh, my grandchildren lived in Brooklyn, so I, I'm very familiar. So, but, but that is so good that it doesn't, you don't get it all over your mask. Okay, I like that matte lis lipstick. Good ideas. Yeah. And just one more, if I can, I, I think that you can't go wrong with any kind of organizer for makeup. So maybe it's, you know, a lazy Susan where she can easily find her favorite lipstick on the countertop, or maybe you personalize a makeup bag that she can stick in her purse and think about you every time she goes to touch up. See, that's a really oh. good gift, isn't it? Lizzie yeah. I know. Well, we, we do. In our shop, Julie, we have Satellite Sisters makeup bags. I'm just saying. And <laughs> I think that's a good suggestion. Very okay. nice. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Now, uh, this, this when I read this in the article, I was like, oh, my gosh. That was the cobweb theme. That was Sarah Adams' birthday party when I was growing up. That was the best birthday party I've ever had. I mean... I, tell us about the cobweb theme and how, for families, again, that may not be able to travel and be with other families, be with their friends, how they can create more excitement and joy in their household with the gift giving. 
Yeah, so this is a really easy, low-cost way to make gift opening feel even more special, and it's called a cobweb search, and apparently it was all the rage in the Victorian era. I'm not that uh, old, but Brady. I'm, really, was growing up. <laughs> I'm really not that old. It was really, really, really big, like in the 70s, okay? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, uh, so what you do is you assign each gift recipient a yarn color. And then you're going to take one end of that spool of yarn and tie it to maybe a big gift, maybe the biggest gift that you're going to give your child um, or spouse or someone. So you're going to tie it to that big gift, and then you're going to unwind the yarn and zigzag through a room or through the whole house, trail it under furniture, loop it around banisters, curtain rods, any safe obstacles that you can find. And then when you go to give the gift, basically, you will hand the person that spool of yarn and they will have to find the big gift on the other end. Isn't that, have you ever done this, Lizardland? Yes, I, I did it when I was young and I loved it so much. I did it, I've done it for my kids' own birthday parties and stuff. Yeah, it's oh, super really? fun to do. Kids absolutely love this. Yeah, I love doing this. This is, I haven't thought about it in 15 years. Great idea. It is a great, <laughs> no, it's a great idea and it just, it just elevates the whole gift giving process and makes this year, 2020, a very special way to give gifts. I, I love that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was good. How about how about for long distance loved ones? Okay. What are we gonna what 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 are the kinds of gifts or themes should we be thinking there? Yeah, so we're all looking for ways, especially this year, that we can feel connected to people who are who are far away. And one way to do it is to theme your gifts around nostalgia. So maybe you track down the gum that your dad loved as a kid, or you get your brother one of the 80s video games that you played together or fought over, um, in my family's case, um, for... <laughs> I call I call this kind of a nostalgia gift giving. I call it going memory shopping. And oh. it's something that I often do when trying to find the perfect gift as I think about positive memories shared with that person and then theme the gift around it. So actually this year, um, and if my if my grandma's listening, please stop listening at this moment <laughs> so you don't spoil your gift. But um for me, I have really vivid childhood memories of my granny and pa's backyard in Florida. They had fruit trees all over, and I can remember picking ripe figs with my grandma. And the tree, it didn't produce too many figs, so it was really special when we would spot one. Um, I haven't been able to see, her, to see her at all this year, and I wanted to send her something that kind of felt memorable and special. So I got her a blanket that has figs on it as a way for us to remember those happy memories together. Brandy, you are wow, very nice granddaughter. I You're very nice. Yeah. I, I, Your family, it must be so stressful for you to do this. Your family must have super high expectations for Brandy. You are so good at this. That's so sweet. That is lovely. It's, it's definitely one of my favorite parts of my job is putting together the the gift guide with other editors and thinking about, about the holidays. So uh, that, I liked in the article that this in this particular section they called out a personal favorite and a satellite sister's favorite, the Vermont country store. If you're looking for like lemon up shampoo or loves baby soft, you know where to head the Vermont country store. So I really appreciated that Brandy and real simple. Thank you. We love it there. We love it. Brandy, you know, a lot of us want to acknowledge and pay thanks um, to those people that have sacrificed and helped us uh, in our communities. What ideas do you have for both kids and for families or individuals to do good with their gift giving? I love this question. And I think it really speaks to the heart of the holiday season, right? Uh, luckily, there's a lot of easy ways that you can do good with your dollars. And the first one um, that you can do as a family is you can buy with a mission. So maybe you're going to use your holiday dollars to support an organization or a community that's close to your heart. Maybe you vow to only shop at local stores or buy gift cards from local restaurants for takeout because we know that our restaurants have taken a hit this year. Maybe you commit to buying from businesses owned by women or people of color. 
Um, there's a really great app called Official Black Wall Street that you can find on um, Apple and Android phones that can kind of help you do that. And there's also a website called We Buy Black and WomenOwnedLogo.com where you can kind of get some ideas. That's great. A, those are wonderful. And, uh, you know, again, it's something that you can engage kids in. I mean, you know, uh, and it really gets away from some of the materialism um, that comes with the holiday season. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about pets and gifts for pet lovers because that Satellite Sisters um, love their pets. Uh, what do you think are some of the top gifts, Brandy? Yes. So um, I have a dog and two cats. I love pets. Uh, and in our holiday gift guide, uh, we have a bunch of great gifts for pets and for their owners. Um, the first one are these chew toys uh, that actually look like art pieces. Like you wouldn't be upset to kind of have them lying around the house. Um, so I think that those are, are really great. Um, we also included in our gift guide, it was kind of a staff favorite, and it was uh, a coordinating face mask and dog bandana set, which I just think is like <laughs> a really nice way to bring some levity, you know, to, to walking your dog. Uh, Brandy, I'm getting that for my sister, Liz. Liz would you like that? <laughs> yes. Has, it's so good. It's so good. And I've, I've worn the set with my dog. And it's funny because people on the sidewalk, like they'll look at you and then they'll look back at your dog and then they'll kind of, you know, you can't tell behind their mask, but I'm, I'm assuming that they're smiling. Um, so that one's really fun. Uh, in our gift guide, we also have these really adorable cat toys that look like sushi pieces. And um, they're made with wool, which can actually kind of act like floss for your cat. So kind of a, a two-in-one gift. Oh. Um, I also really love illustrated portraits of pets for people. I think I that, do too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something fine. you might not buy for yourself, but it's so nice to give someone. Well, I, those are great. Let me ask you, have you finished all your gift uh, gifts for the season? Or are you uh, like the rest of us that may still be dashing around trying to, uh, to get gifts? Yes. So I still have some. And actually, uh, something else that I wanted to talk to you about was the idea of Secret Santa. Um, I am part of three Secret Santas this year, and I still have a couple that I need to buy for. But um, Secret Santa is a really easy way to theme your gift giving. And there's tech like Elfster, which is a free app that you can use where participants can kind of sign up and assign each other a gift recipient. Oh. Um, you can set a budget and have a wish list. Uh, so that's another really easy way to, to kind of make your gift giving a little easier, too. Uh, you know. Elfster. That's so great. Elfster. That's, nice. that's funny. We have a secret Santa group that's self-organized in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So yeah. we, we love that. We don't have to be in the center of it. And they're already exchanging their gifts. It's, it's been very fun to see. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. And, you know, I say if you if you can put your high schooler or college kid kind of involved, uh, put them in charge of managing the secret Santa so you have one less thing to do, I find oftentimes they can help with tech support and kind of free up time time for you. Ah, that's good. <laughs> Get I, I, the spreadsheet I, going. Yeah. Leon, you have... <laughs> You you have a college grad, Leanne, hanging around at, at the house. Maybe 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 you could work yeah. out some. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm actually just going to send it to the post office because yesterday I made two attempts to mail some gifts at the post office. I backed off both times. It's very crowded at the post office. So I think an e-gift card is also nice. I'm kidding. These are all wonderful <laughs> gift ideas. No, I these are so thoughtful and but you know the part about it they they inspire inspire you. It is not like you're like oh my gosh I could, you know, I can't do any of this. I mean, it's such a great list um, that's in the magazine. And I love these themes. It, it certainly, you know, people have time to incorporate this uh, into their um, family celebrations this year. And I just want to thank you, Brandy. This has uh, really been great. You've really perked us up and inspired us. Um, despite the hardship of this season, I think it. you have um, really helped us to, uh, to think about how to make it joyful. So uh, first of all, on behalf of all the Satellite Sisters, we wish you a very happy holiday.
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Okay, bye. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Brandy. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, I would also add to the list of great gifts, a magazine subscription. You know how we feel about magazines here. Mm-hmm. So Real Simple is also a nice gift to give somebody or any yeah. magazine out there. But thanks to Brandy and all the editors at Real Simple. Uh, we love them. We love that magazine. We really appreciate it. Julie, good work. You really sussed out a lot of good gifts. I, I mean, yeah. I'm inspired. I, I mean, I love that cobweb theme. I, I don't know yeah. if we can get that going here, but... Uh, that is a real winner with kids, and it's well it's worth so it. fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Liz, maybe you want to try it. You could do it. Yeah, just just me, myself, and I. You and Let's Hooper. Just yeah. Try to hide something from Hooper and see if he did any time in twenty twenty one finds yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that has been a full show. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez for putting it all together and making it all happen. Thanks, Sergio. We miss seeing you in 2020. Here's to 2021. (laughs) Cheers to the new year. Uh, I like that theme, too. That was good. Uh, A big thanks to Brandy for being on the show and everyone at Real Simple for helping us to make that happen. All right. Let's go to our to-do list. All right, Liz, what do you have on your to-do list? Well, you know, Leanne, part of my strategy during all of this has been to um, to keep my mood up mm-hmm. by celebrating the little things, you know, just find little reasons to, you know, feel special. So normally today would be um, the celebration of Taco Tuesday, but I've decided to kick it up a notch. And tonight at my house is Tamale Tuesday. So Ooh, yeah. right. Are you tamales season. You're yeah, making yeah, tamales? You're making tamales, Liz? No. You're no, eating but tamales. But I'm going to, yes, I'm going oh. to buy tamales, Julie, with the thought, like, could I make these? And maybe for next week's Tamale Tuesday, I'll make it. But no, tonight it's just introducing the whole tamale concept into my Tuesday celebrations. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you'll never make tamales. I mean, that's... <laughs> They're so hard to make. Very hard. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. And so many good tamales in Los Angeles. It's so one many. of those things like, why would you make tamales? It's yeah. tamale season here. Yeah, All right, Julie, tamale what's season there everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to get, well, my to-do list is I'm going to get back to some more reckless festooning. I have Ooh. not put out enough knickknacks. I'm, I'm going back to my bins. I'm going to bring out some more of my Russian wooden Santas and put them out because I think it will perk, perk me up and perk, perk us up for the holidays. All right. Well, good. Well, my mixologist here, Colin, he's a big hard apple cider fan. And he's been saying, Mom, we should make our own. It just, apparently it's pretty easy to do. Like you get a bucket and some other stuff and you put (laughs) some apple cider in and then magic happens. Well, our bucket arrived yesterday. So we're good to go. Like we have the proper tools now. So this week we're going to make some hard apple cider. So... (laughs) That's, goodness. Wow. That's what is a that? lifestyle choice for sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening out to the two sisters in California. All of a sudden, they're making drinks full time. Okay. It's what happens when you have a mixologist in the family. That's true. It's true. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, sisters. You too, you too Liam. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.